What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry, and I am the host of the Sports by Fry channel. Today, I am wrapping up round seven AFL fantasy action. It was an interesting round. There wasn't a lot of uh, carnage and injuries, but there were some big scores, although guys that had those big scores weren't really uh, popular players. Guys like Jack McRae and Dane Zorko, who I'm going to talk about a bit later, they went bananas. And a lot of our other premium guys kind of had 100, 110, which is good. You take it, you wouldn't be complaining. But yeah, it was, it was a very interesting week. I'm going to unpack all of that. Um, yesterday, just quickly, I want to talk about game three. LeBron went bananas as he has been all playoffs, has been doing all playoffs and um, pretty much ended the Raptors season, which is awesome. I wrote a piece before the game tipped off about it was pretty much the biggest game in Raps franchise history. It was now or never for them to try and get up over the Cavs. And, yeah, they lost in heartbreaking fashion. I also wrote a piece about how the New York Knicks can be fixed. So you can check that out. Um, a few other pieces in the works next week. I'm going to do one on North Melbourne because no one thought that they would be here. I think I predicted them to win the spoon. Um, and if not win the spoon, be in the bottom two or three. So I'm going to talk about them. A few other bits and pieces. But, yeah, today... Everything AFL fantasy, so time for me to dissect just exactly uh, how the large fries and coke went in round seven. Tuning in via the uh, podcast, uh, at the moment I'm interactively showing my team on the YouTube video. Um, I scored 19.35 this week, which was, you know, I wanted a bit more, but it was okay, it was fine. Um, I slipped again in ranking. I'm now 32.825. I really want to start climbing that ranking. I thought this would be the week that I'd start to go up, but I slipped just a tad. Uh, hopefully next week's the one that I can make the most of uh, make the most of some big scores and start to climb the rankings again. My defense, that's been the thing that's been consistent all year. Sam Murray had a massive 101 and top scored for my back six. Rory Laird had 100. Jakey Lloyd. He either has 90 or 67. There's no in-between. Luke Ryan was a bit disappointing, but the Dockers got flogged. So what can you expect? And Duday and Finlayson had okay scores. Exactly the same scores, weirdly enough, as my two guys on the bench in Guthrie and Pierce. Guthrie might be a guy that I get rid of this week. He's pretty much chopped out in price. So see how we go. My midfield spewing that Zach Merritt had a bit of a stinker. I traded him in this week, but um, he didn't really deliver. Everyone's fine, including my rookies. Tom Barry, obviously, he's uh, not a high-scoring Dream Team player, as we found out this year. My Rucks, once again, good for 210 combined. Good on you, boys. Uh, the forwards, once again, the forward line is where uh, my Achilles heel has been all year. I need to try and sort some stuff out there. Robbie Gray, another guy I brought in um, last week, had 90, so I'm not complaining about that. That was awesome. Christensen, if he keeps getting 76, he'll hold his spot probably maybe through the buys, but at least up until then. Um, Heaney was fine, but English and Giles Langdon, who both scored in the 30s, um, are probably pretty close to being axed for me. Um, Willie Rioli was good on my bench. Um, so yeah, that's how my team went. I'm not really bummed with 1935, but you know I was expecting a little bit more. So fingers crossed, round eights where uh, the large fries and coke, large fries and coke, starts to climb back up the ladder. Time to give out some plus threes. The first one goes to the highest point scorer of the round. And to be honest, he might have scored more points in this game than he did in his last three or four. And that goes to the magical Dane Zorko. He looked 
like his dominant self again, 176 he had, huge score. Um, I was having a look before, I'm looking at some uh, guys' forms over the last three weeks, and I think he's right up there as one of the form players, but if you look at his uh, other two games, he had a 40 and a 50 or a 30 or something crap like that, so just be cautious, he has, uh, has been known to go missing on occasion, and he hasn't had a great start to the year. Um, I'm going to talk a little, little bit about him in my trades later, but yeah, 176, what a man. Next one goes to Sick Dog, James Sicily, um, who's another trade candidate this week. 135 for the big fiery hawk. Pretty solid, you take that, uh, no doubt. I think he has the potential to be a top six defender. So if you're gonna, gonna look at upgrading one of your rookies like Finlayson or someone, uh, maybe even Duday, who are getting close to topping out, Sicily's your man. Last but definitely not least is Toby McLean. I flagged that the dogs had a good run coming up and I've been pumping up Jack McRae's tyres, so I need to give Toby McLean a bit of love as well. They've got Brisbane next week, so he had 143 against the Suns, and he could very well have another big score um, in round eight. Negative threes, like I said, most of the premiums were fine this week. They scored somewhere between 90-odd to 110, so... There wasn't a few, uh, there wasn't too many guys who were negative three eligible, although there were definitely some. First guy, Jared Lyons, he either has 130 or 60 to 50, there's no in between. Um, I talked about him a few weeks ago as a trade target, and he's kind of yo-yoed his way through the last couple of weeks. Uh, Post-buy, he'll probably be another popular pick um, for people to bring into their mids, but yeah, not good enough, 61's not going to cut it. Next up, Isaac Heaney, 75 isn't really good enough from a guy that is probably going to be a top six forward and is pretty high-owned. I think he's owned in over 25% of teams, something like that. Wouldn't surprise me if the ownership was higher. He's good, gonna get you 90-odd each week, but 75 is a little bit below what we want from uh, Big Heaney. Last but not least, I hate giving negative threes out to rookies, but Tim English is getting it because it's his second crappy score in uh, consecutive weeks, and wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people jumped off Tim English this week. I thought, He'd be okay against the Suns. Jared Witts isn't exactly the world's best ruckman, but wasn't meant to be, and as a result, he'll probably get ditched by a lot of coaches this week. Speaking of that, just looking at a few quick trade thoughts, Dane Zorko is as cheap as you're ever going to get him. I think he's priced just over 550k, which is absolutely absurd, but comes with a lot of risk. I think um, I will personally wait one week before considering trading him in just because of um, how his years panned out, but I couldn't blame you for pulling the trigger because he looks uh, looked like he was back to his best against Collingwood, and if he can go 110 again, then you'll be laughing. My trades this week, and probably yours as well, should start to have a little bit of uh, a think about your buy structure. I've got a lot of guys on the last to buy, so I'm going to try and target some guys who have round 12 buys. Um, the teams who have round 12 buys at the top of my head are Hawthorne, Carlton, the Bulldogs, and the Eagles. So I think it's only those four. Um, so there's guys like Cade Simpson, who's um, probably a really good uh, defender option. He has the occasional 60 or 70 of this year, but he had another big game on the weekend. He could be one. Jack McRae and McLean I've already spoken about. Both those dogs are at the top of the uh, pecking order when it comes to trade targets as well. Um, Sicily, who I already spoke about, and from the Eagles, Elliot Yo is a solid get. Maybe um, Jack Redden's actually playing really well as well. Um, I talked about picking him up in draft, which I did in one of my leagues, but those are some of the guys you could consider bringing in. With regards to rookies, it's the same three that I talked about last week, Ronke, Much, and Spargo. Spargo's probably the pick of the bunch and will probably come in for me this week. Um, 
maybe for Tim English. Lachlan Keefe looked pretty impressive for the Giants as well, um, although from memory he's a key position player, and I usually like to steer clear of them, but he was fine and could be a trade target. Guys to trade out, Jack Billings and Luke Parker. Um, I hate to do these videos just talking about guys who've been through my team, but I'm glad I got rid of both of them. They both did, you know, pretty average jobs on the weekend, and like I said, they could you could trade them out and then they could go massive the next week, but if they're not putting up numbers, then you don't need them in your team. A lot of the popular trade-out targets will be rookies as they get close to uh, maxing out in price. Guys like Brayshaw, um, Bailey Banfield, and probably even Giles Langdon. He might hold his spot because I know the Giants are being ravaged by injuries at the moment. But those three guys are probably at the top of the order to get rid of. Um, I think if you can go up in your defense as well, it might be time to get rid of Finlayson. But with the exception of those guys, I think still a few of them that are going to make you some money. Hold on to Tim Kelly and Fritch and Duday and Murray. They'll be, they'll be okay. There wasn't any reports uh, on the weekend, surprisingly. There might have been a few minor misdemeanors, but nothing, uh, nothing to worry about. So fantasy coaches dodged a bullet there. There were a few injuries, though. I know some coaches had Luke Shuey. Um, he'd been doing okay this year as an uh, Eagles mid, but he twinged his string, I think, in the first quarter. So um, he's definitely a trade-out. He's going to miss a few weeks. Scott Pendlebury might also miss a few weeks. Uh, he might even get up for the weekend, but he left the third quarter with an ankle injury and didn't return. So that's someone to just keep your eye on if you have Pendles uh, in your squad. Ankle injuries are... Ankle and groins are my worst, like, least favourite in fantasy because they say that they're only going to be one week or two weeks or we're just giving him a rest. And then, like Josh Kelly, it turns out to be three or four. So just be very careful with that Scott Pendlebury injury. Um, who else? Josh Kennedy from the Swans um, hurt his leg, I think, but he returned to the game. He was fine. Shane Savage is another fantasy guy who's a bit relevant, who I think had a cork, but he might have returned as well. So fingers crossed, injury-wise, I think we dodged a bit of a bullet, but more news will come out throughout the week, so make sure you stay tuned to that. My trades this week, very, very important week of trades at the Large Fries and Coke HQ. Um, I want to try and get in Cade Simpson. I really... Big fan of Cade, and to be honest, Luke Ryan to Cade Simpson might be um, a really smart move. I can do that, and I can go English down to Spargo um, for pretty much uh, nothing. No loss of money, no gain, but that keeps about 70k in my bank. Also toying with bringing in uh, Toby McLean or downgrading, say, Don Barry, um, Zach Guthrie, who I spoke about before, maybe getting Keefe or even someone I'm forgetting, Kobe Much. I'm a little bit worried about Ben Ronke's job security from the Swans, so... I think if I was ranking the three rooks, I'd go Spargo first, then Much, and then Ronke. Fingers crossed I can nail these trades because uh, I need to start climbing the rankings. Um, thanks for tuning in. That's pretty much the end of the wrap-up. Uh, good luck in round eight. Until next time, peace.